Hey, my name is Stephen Jones, and I'm here to inspire you to go bigger with your dreams and your goals so you can give bigger with your profits. Welcome to the Go Big to Get Big podcast, where we are challenging six-figure earners to become seven-figure givers. My name is Randy Mullen, and each week, my co-host Steve Arneson and I are interviewing successful entrepreneurs, professional athletes, philanthropists, and other high-performing humans that are inspiring us with their stories. We go deep into uncovering how they have become successful and why generosity is an impact they want to leave on this world. Our mission is to have you leave this podcast wanting to go bigger with your dreams and goals so that you can give bigger with your profits. Let's not waste any more time and jump right into it. Before we get started today, though, this is a quick reminder that we are launching our Go Big to Give Big membership. If you are looking to get around people that are more excited about talking about the impact they are making in this world more than the cars they are buying, then you're going to want to go check out GoBigToGiveBig.com to get more information and join the most philanthropic group of entrepreneurs out there. Now, back to the show. All right. I'm excited to welcome today's guest, Stephen Jones, to the show. Stephen, thanks so much for coming on, man. Thanks for having me. I'm fired up to have you here. Some people might know you as J.R. Jones Realty or the guy from the, the real estate brokerage, but you have a lot of different identities. And I'm excited to get in because people may have seen you on TV at one point in your life. And you, know, you were a uh, public figure now in the poker space. And so I'm excited to get into that. But before we do, why don't you give us a quick rundown, uh, a little bit of your life story? You know, how did you get into real estate? Where did that go? How did poker become into your life? And how has that scaled you up to where you are today? I guess I've always been into poker since I was a kid. My mom and my grandpa actually taught me how to play when, you know, it wasn't legal for me to play, but we would play <laughs> family games and, and such. And I thought it was just so cool and so fun. So I've always played as a kid. And then also both my parents always own their own business. So like, I always knew I wanted to do that and I never wanted to work for anybody. And I mean, I guess I had some small jobs at like 16, 17, where you work for someone. So I got a little taste of that. And then I quickly was like, all right, I, I need to own my own business. And then I always played poker, kind of did both. I went to school at uh, Arizona State and I got my degree in business management entrepreneurship. Kind of don't have to get your degree to be an <laughs> entrepreneur, but hey, that's what I did. And then after that, I was like, I don't want to work in corporate. Like, what am I going to do? And a family friend just came along and introduced me into real estate and offered to be my mentor, which I think for real estate, if you have a mentor, you're just going to be steps ahead of everyone else. Because once you graduate and get your license, you just don't know where to go. So having that mentorship really helped me in real estate. And that's when I was, I was focusing mainly on real estate. And then I would dabble in poker on the side because... Poker's not guaranteed. So unless you have like a <laughs> some kind of income, it's really hard to just blow up in poker. You need some cash to play with. So I mean, I primarily lived in Arizona most of my life. So I always played there. I had some local casinos. And then probably 20, well, I was 27, so maybe like eight years ago, I think I played in my seven or eight years ago. I played in my first like World Series of Poker event, drove up wow. to Vegas which I spent a lot of time in. And around that same time is when I started my real estate company because you have to work in there for three years before you can become a broker. Yeah. I mean, I've been in real estate for 10 years, but around that same time, I started my brokerage and I started getting deeper into poker, like playing in some of these bigger tournaments. And yeah, and then then I played the main event probably four or five times and, and I never cashed anything until this last year. So 
that was a huge success. And then I also actually started my brokerage in Vegas too. So I kind of go back and forth between Vegas and Arizona with real estate, which is very advantageous for poker too, because poker is mm -hmm. all over in Vegas. So it's nice to kind of have ties in both places and go back and forth, depending on where my clients are or poker tournaments and just been, I guess, doing both of those things since. That's that's beautiful, man. I love that. And I'm going to, we're going to start with a little bit of the real estate stuff and then we'll move over to the poker stuff in a bit. Okay. You talked about that you had, to, you know, somebody take you under the wing and a bit of a mentor and, and in the guidance in the space. And I think mentorship is one of the best things for anybody. I'm very lucky that I've had a lot of really incredible mentors. What were some of the key things that that mentor provided for you, aside from just saying, here you go, JR Steve, like, go be good. It's like, what are some of the principles that he instilled into you that allowed you to have the success that you've had today? So there's actually a female and she, I, I mean, just having the confidence of saying, like having someone just say, hey, I'm going to be there for you and show you the ropes is, I mean, just having that security and feeling like, oh, this person's actually going to help me. And then from the day to day of just having an office right next to her where, I mean, I'm on the MLS, like maybe trying to figure out, well, what should I advertise? So many questions. You just don't know what you're doing. So having her like right next to my office, I can just pop in and be like, hey, what do you do for this? Hey, this client's or this person's asking me this. What do I say? Like just having someone that close and just kind of working with you on a day to day just makes you feel secure. Like maybe I don't have the answers, but I can get them very, very quickly. And then from that into going into maybe my first few showings, you'd go with me and kind of show how you talk to clients and what are their objections going to be and how do you respond? Um, just pretty much the day to day, pretty much every, every little nuance of the business. And I mean, she helped me for probably a good year and a half. And then she kind of started her own brokerage. And then I went and I started my own brokerage after that. But I'm extremely grateful for that. You talked about starting your own brokerage and, and the name of the podcast is Go Big to Get Big, right? We love exploiting and talking about how do we go bigger, right? Instead of just staying in the same stagnant space that you're in, how are you always thinking bigger to want to level up and go to the next stage? What was that like for you going from just being a real estate agent to then moving into the brokerage? Because I imagine that's very different. You go from you know trying to sell people houses to managing teams and doing a little bit of a, a more leadership type role, I'll say. So what was that transition like for you? Yeah, so I always I always knew I wanted to, like I said from a kid, started my own company and, and that allowed me a little bit more freedom. And then obviously you make a little bit more because you don't have the commission splits of the broker. But then that, like you said, that part did excite me to have, and I don't have a big team. I have a few agents, but being able to just have people that, that are also driven like me and being able to kind of coach them and mentor them like someone did me. I mean, it just feels really good and it doesn't take that much time. I mean, right. So, I mean, I've been doing it for so long that it's almost second nature to answer some of their questions or show them like, Hey, I've tried all of this stuff. These don't work over here, but if you're over here in this space, this will work. And just having those little things to share is just is is awesome but yeah i've always wanted to level up as far as having i didn't i never wanted to have like too big of a team because then i feel like you're just all over the place you can't really help someone like as much then you have to hire someone and it's just yeah too much so i always wanted to keep it small so it's more hands-on help i yeah. guess and then yeah i mean that's that i guess that's the biggest level up and then you start off obviously with like some smaller homes and you want to level up to being able to do the bigger transactions too which that kind of just comes naturally as you know more and you're confident and then you meet more people I went to your Jared Jones website and there's some nice luxury homes that I saw front and center. Yeah. It looks like you're playing in a really fun space. Is that, oh, yeah, is sure. that somewhere you like spending more of your time is in the luxury type space or are you enjoying just volume? Like what's your play in, in the real estate space? Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, luxury is awesome because your commission checks are bigger, but 
the transactions, believe it or not, the transactions are typically easier because then you're working with cash buyers a lot. So you don't have loan problems that can arise. Just people aren't as tight yeah. financially. So the, it's just a little bit easier. But I like, I like doing both. I mean, I still work with, with lower end clients and just like, it's kind of like you're, you're serving these people. So like you, a lot of people are just really grateful for, to help. And, and a lot of people buying the bigger homes, they kind of know a lot of, of the real estate stuff. So maybe you're not helping them because they, you're helping them purchase a home, but they already know everything. But like people that maybe are first time home buyers buying something a little cheaper, they have no idea. So you're really oh, helping those building. people. And that's like, that's probably more rewarding is doing the smaller ones because you're helping them a lot more than someone who already, you know, has bought 10 homes and they know the ropes. So yeah, that's why I like sticking to both, honestly. I mean, I pretty much all over the spectrum, really. <laughs> and and we're going to transition to poker here in a second, but I want to, this is a good segue is you said you created a brokerage in Las Vegas. Was that purely yeah. just strategy because you were spending so much time there? Was that tax strategy or is that something that actually was like on your vision board of like, I actually want to do multiple state type brokerages or or expand my services a little bit? Yeah, it was strategic in the way of like, I'm always going to be here. Might as well. you like, you know, I might meet people through poker or for whatever I'm doing. And if I have my license, hey, you know, I can do some deals here and there. So it was pretty much because I spent so much time. <laughs> I'm like in Vegas, probably 30, 35% of the year already. Yeah. And most of my business is in Arizona because that's where I pretty much build my brand. And I've been in Vegas for about five years and I, I don't do too much advertising in Vegas. And it's just all referral based if, if I know because I have some friends out here and some acquaintances. So yeah, it's pretty much just just strategic for me being here all the time. That's nice. And that's a perfect segue. So it's like, so so now you're in poker, you're sitting at the poker table and you're just chatting with some guy and they say, what do you do? You're like, oh yeah, I'm a real estate agent here. Or I got a real estate brokerage here in, in Vegas. How can I help you, right? What a What yeah. a great way to double end something that you're passionate about and leverage that to get in. So that's that's amazing. I want to talk about this poker side. This is the fun side. I haven't had a guest like you on the podcast yet. And congratulations. Obviously, as I shared, you were the runner-up in the 2023 World Series of Poker. Huge feature. For those of you that don't know poker very well, like it's not something where you're just like, you, you pull some cards and next thing you know, you end up at this table. This is like the best of the best. It's basically like being in the NHLs of, of or I'm Canadian, so I say NHL, but yeah. it's, like, it's like being in the major sports leagues, right? In the world of yeah. poker, like it's, you have to have a lot of strategy. You have to put in the work. You have to put in the time. You have to put the grind in. Walk us through a bit of the grind of poker that most people might not get to hear behind the curtains. Yeah, so it is brutal. <laughs> it can be really <laughs> brutal because- you can lose a lot of money and especially, I mean, there's two different sides of it. I mean, you can be a cash game player where let's say you have a few hundred bucks or a few thousand bucks and you can sit down and play, leave whenever you want, but you're not going to hit a big score. Maybe you double your money, maybe you triple it, but you just, it's always a grind. So you're just always playing, always playing. But that's why I like tournaments because then you can sit in and, and you can, you know how much you're going to lose, you know how much you're bringing to the table and then you can hundred X or like whatever you bring. So it's like, it's like that dreamers mentality. But in tournaments, 85 to 90% of the people in tournaments are losers because only 10 to 15%, depending on the tournament you play, of the people make money. So you have to really just deal with a lot of downswings. I mean, you have to get used to losing and then just keep a chip on your shoulder and come back stronger. And I think that's where it gets a lot of people. I mean, you can get really frustrated if you're just not cashing in tournaments. You're just losing, losing. You just have to keep going. You just have to have that grind in you. I've had a couple of decent scores before this huge one this year. 
So that keeps you afloat and, you know, keeps your confidence there. But you really have to get in that really, really top 1% of a tournament to make a, you know, to make an impactful score. If you're in the bottom, like let's say it pays 12%. If you're in that eight to 10%, you're really not making that much still. So you have to make it the full, I mean, you just, you have to make it pretty close to the end. I mean, maybe not all the way, but so it's a grind. I mean, it's, it's a grind. It can be very frustrating. You got to just try to stay as positive as you can. And, and really you need a lot of patience because you're going to be card dead at points in the tournaments where if you're really patient and you can just fold, 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 you can make money by folding. That's amazing. I'm going to, we're going to go down a little bit, but you just said something that made me want to ask, like what principles have you learned in poker that's allowing you to succeed in business today? I think actually, I think it's the almost the other way around where I learn things in business mm. that help me succeed in poker. And maybe, maybe it kind of goes back and forth yeah. and hand in hand where it's just like the ability to read people because in poker, someone's going to try to bluff you. And if you can read that, or you, maybe you pick up little physical tells or just their energy in general, like fit, sitting at the table with someone, you can feel their energy a bit, what kind of mindset they're in, you know, if, if they're tilted or if they're in a good mood or bad mood or based on what they say, I mean, I think it just helps you read people and that's good for business. That's good for poker. That's good for life because you understand what, what state of mind people might be in or what they're trying to tell you, whether it's the truth or a lie or, and I mean, that's just advantageous in all aspects of life. So I think that's helping me in both. And I want to say, I learned more of that in business because I was doing more business before I was super into poker. And then I think that helped me with, with poker too. You remember your first big win that you got? Not necessarily like like big, big, but the first time you got a good payout from a tournament and you're like, ooh, this is something that I want to pursue now. Like, do you remember that first win? Yeah, I guess there's stages of that, right? So, I mean, early on, I think I hit like maybe like a 7K score when I was younger <laughs> in a tournament. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. And that was a lot of money for me, right? Then, and it was just, I was like, yeah, I want to, I want to do this more. And then, and then after that, then it was like months and months and then I didn't hit anything. So then you get right back into that mindset. And then in 2018, there was a, a big one where I final tabled the Colossus, which is world series of poker tournament. There was like 13,000 people in that tournament. And at one point there was like 30 people left. I was like, I'm, I'm going to win this. And first place was a million dollars. I did not win, <laughs> but I final tabled that I got ninth place for 57 K. And that, I mean, that was still, that was great. That was a lot of money then too for me. I mean, it's not a million, but that was my second biggest score besides this year. And yeah, that, that one, I think really upped the, obviously it upped the 7,001, but at that point in my life, that was one. And then when I hit the 57, I was like, that was another one. So that's pretty much right after that when I started playing like a lot more. That's cool. Transitioning now into a little bit of like just the lifestyle change. I know it's a still, you know, a fairly recent win for you, but you know, when you start playing on the biggest stage of, of poker and, and being runner up and you start, you know, getting a multi seven figure payday, your life changes pretty drastically from the, from the perspective of people knowing you, how has that transition been for you on the, you know, going bigger side? It's like, Hey, you've made it in kind of poker now. But are, are you having to make some lifestyle adjustments? What's changing your life now? Are you just more driven on poker? Are you more noticed out there? Like, like what are things like for you now that you've uh, kind of got a little bit of clout behind your name? Yeah, I mean, it, there's a lot of things to be grateful for. It's, it's really cool. And it's kind of like I'm in that in-between phase because if you win, I feel like you're first place. You're everywhere. Everyone sees right. your face. But like second place, you're a little bit more under the radar. So yeah. the main places I get noticed are you know, casinos. Yeah, yeah. 
but that's still cool because everyone's so happy. They're just, they seen you on TV and they think it's so cool. So there's just a lot of appreciation and people that maybe don't play as much poker. They still look up to you and they, they're just, you know, so grateful to bump into you. It's just a really cool feeling because you just get a lot of positive energy from people. I was at the gym the other day and a guy noticed me and he's like, oh, you do you play poker? You're that guy. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's me. <laughs> but it's just so cool because they're just so happy to randomly bump into you. So that's, I mean, it's pretty much all positive, but I mean, as, as far as that goes, that's positive. But then there are some negatives, like, you know, you went to high school with everyone all of a sudden, like everyone remembers you and starts adding you and you're like, okay, well, we weren't friends before. What, what is your MO here? So you get a lot of that and you just have to kind of brush some of that off. And, you know, I got, I got people coming out of the woodworks, like asking me for money or they have this business idea or this loan. And it's just like, come on now, come on. So, but that's easy to brush off because yeah. it's very, you know, it's, it's very visible, like what's going on and what, you know, what they're trying to do. But but for the most part, yeah, I would say there's, it's just a lot of positivity. People are just like happy to bump into you and I don't get noticed everywhere, but when I do, it's, it's just always a positive exchange. Yeah. And that's funny how we got connected was that our mutual friend, Jake Fleshner put us together and he said he saw you on TV. I was like, I recognize that guy from playing poker. And so that's what that concept, right? Where, you know, it might not be everybody notices you, but sometimes the right people can notice you at the right time. Yeah. Like, oh, that's really cool. And I know Jake kind of stalked you a little bit to, to connect with you, which is amazing. Um, yeah. But what has that done for your life now? So what's next for you? You know, when you get a, a payday like that, you now have kind of some freedom in your life to decide, hey, do I actually just want to, you know, continue to, to run a brokerage or do I actually want to go full time into poker? You can kind of make a little bit of a different decision because yeah. you're not playing from behind, you're playing from ahead now. So right. what is that decision process looking like for you since you've won or since you became, I'll say one, but since you got a big game? Yeah, essentially, right. <laughs> yeah. It's been fun. I, I honestly haven't allowed myself a full time to, because I want to take my time with it, right? I don't want to rush into this decision. And I mean, I had a vision board until this year. I mean, I still have my vision board saved, but I want to save it for like good memories because pretty much I've accomplished 90% of the things on my amazing. vision board this year, which is just, I'm so grateful. It's just, it's amazing to look at it and be like, wow, like this stuff works. Like this was awesome. So now I've pretty much been in that in-between space, trying to figure out a good balance. It's hard to do the same real estate stuff that I was doing, which is grinding. I mean, I was cold calling people like yeah. a normal nine to five stuff. I mean, I was a grinder and it's, it's honestly, it's a little bit tough to be in that space again, because it's, you know, when you have X amount of dollars, you're not making as much. I mean, so you got to utilize your time in a different way. And I'm yeah. trying to figure out what that looks like. I just bought a new house. So I've been busy with that. Yeah. I'm trying to get like remodeling done with it, but I'm giving myself a few more months to really just sit down and hone in on kind of what that looks like. I do know that I'm always going to be in the real estate realm. Um, and I'm always going to help past clients, referrals and that. Maybe I'm not cold calling people anymore, but people in my in my sphere, you know, I'm going to help out. And then uh, I just hired a new agent, which I'm excited about because he's really hungry. So he can do some of those cold calls and then I can coach him on to, say, taking over a lot of stuff for me. And I want to hire maybe a couple more to help with that, too. Yeah. And I'm just still trying to work on, you know, the new balance I need. I'm, I'm going to be doing a, a brand new vision board with new goals and dreams and aspirations, because if you don't have those, what are you, what are you doing? You know, you, you need to have those. Otherwise you don't have a purpose, right? You have to figure that out. So I don't know. I'm not dialed in completely on what that looks like, yeah. but I do know I'm always going to be dabbling in real estate. And I do know that I'm going to be playing a lot more poker than, <laughs> than I, I did because that's, 
I love poker. I mean, that's that's my biggest passion in life. It's just being at the felt that that feels like freedom yeah. to me. It's just being there, being able to play. And now I don't have as much in the back of my mind, all the clients that I'm neglecting when I'm playing, because now I have a little bit of space and then I can yeah. have people kind of take care of them for me. Yeah. So that's beautiful, man. Well, I'm, I'm so excited for you and to, and to follow your journey of, of where you go with this. You know, it's, it's always nice when you see humble people win and, and be able to do some incredible things. And I got to imagine, you know, when you get a, you know, you work so hard in poker to get that payday. And then now you go back to the, I'll call it day job type style where you're like, man, you know, I can just go play a few more tournaments and make this money back. You know, it's, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and in a space that you have a little bit more, you know, I'll say passion. It's like, it's, it's fun. It's exciting. So I'm excited. And thank you for sharing all of that. I know it's a hard thing to share. I'm just like, I don't know where I'm going to go and I don't know yeah. what's next. And I'm just, yeah, I'm just in that in-between phase, but I'm allowing myself to get that break because it's kind of like a little bit of freedom where you can just slowly figure that out. And I think some things come at you when you try to force a decision of what you want to do. Maybe you're choosing the wrong thing. So I'm trying to allow myself at least to just chill to the end of the year. And then next year, I'm going to kick it into gear and really focus on, okay, now what does my new day-to-day look like? Totally. That's amazing. Before we transition to the the give big side of the the podcast here, you mentioned something earlier about, you know, talking about poker and luck. And you said, you know, one of the things is that, you know, you have to have a little bit of luck on your side to make it to final tables and, and win paydays. Yeah. But you mentioned that you create your own luck. In your words and definitions, what does that mean to create your own luck? Well, it's kind of like the law of attraction in a way, you know, if you're a good person and you're given given back in, in an emotional stance or just being a good person to people or just thinking positively rather than negatively, you're gonna attract those things. So I think you create your own luck by believing you actually are lucky and by being a good person. I love that, dude. That is such a great answer. And I believe 100% of that as well. You know, everyone's like, oh, you got so lucky. And it's like, no, I worked so hard to put myself in the rooms and to be around people. And, you know, it's like, you got so lucky to make it to the final table. And it's like, well, no, you guys didn't see the amount of hours that I played where I made nothing. together yeah, yeah. <laughs> where, where I had zero luck in the tournaments and, yeah you know sometimes you earn that so that's great but you just brought up a little something where it's you know the the law of attraction and you draw the right stuff and when we were chatting pre-show you were talking a little bit about giving back and some of the things that you're up to but one of the things you said you just absolutely love is that you, you try and just give an ounce of happiness every day to, to the people around you so walk me through some of the things that you just like that light you up things that get you excited in the sense of wanting to give back in the way that you enjoy it. I feel like it's so easy for people to just be kind to others. And especially with like, I always think of like drive throughs for instance, if I'm going to get something, a drive through maybe someone's frustrated or, or maybe they don't sound the happiest because you know, the, there's, it's not always easy to have pleasant days being in that, in that field of work and just like making someone laugh in, in that space or maybe go to the store or whatever it is. It's, I don't know why it's like a lot of times it's employees for some reason. Like if you're at a restaurant, make the server laugh, mess with them, or just like, I don't know, just making people smile or giving them a little fun experience throughout the day gives them that break, especially when that work, because not everyone's happy with their job. Right. So I think that's why I do that is because sometimes it's hard to do an eight, 10 hour shift or what, you know, whatever they got going on. So to, to just make someone smile or, or do something funny, is just, it, it, I don't know. It's just, it's fun. And it, just to see them take away a little happiness, like, oh, that was, that was funny or I don't know. So that's been my thing. That's amazing. And I think sometimes, you know, like we talked a little bit about people hear the word giving and they think, oh, I have to write a, you know, massive check or I have to be, you know, volunteering a ton of hours. But you kind of just are shedding a different light, which I love. And that's why I'm, I'm excited to, to dive a little bit into this, that giving doesn't always have to be about 
writing checks or volunteering. It can be about just making someone smile and make them feel good and, and have that. Is that something that's always been a part of you? Is that something you had to, you know, that you reflected on and learned from and continue to grow? Is that from your parents? Like, where did you learn to just be a great human and I'll just say serve people by making them feel good? Well, I think when I grew up, I was always kind of a goofball and that was mainly for myself. Just that, that made me feel good. And then as I got older, I can't remember who exactly introduced me, but someone introduced me to The Secret, which I'm sure you've read or, or watched, which is all about the law of attraction. And it's, it's wrecking my brain. I can't remember who introduced me to that, but that is when I kind of made all the connections and it was just realizing, um, and that, and that could be for yourself, but that also can be like for others because you're putting positive energy and positive light into other people's lives. So I think, uh, maybe in my early twenties, I was introduced to that. And then, you know, maybe it didn't catch on right away, but I've watched that. I've watched the, the movie over and over again, and it's a little bit corny, but the messages are so real and raw. Um, and if you take away a little bit each time you you watch it, it just eventually becomes or sinks in. And then I've read like other self help books, so I would say like in my earlier, maybe early to mid twenties, I started really grasping it a little bit more and realizing you can you can just I don't know make so many people happy from little acts of kindness and and then I'm I'm very empathetic, so I get joy out of that too, which maybe sounds selfish, but I feed off other people's energy, so it's like let's just all keep this going. Giving is a weird space where you're serving others, but you actually get served the most. When yeah, you help yeah. somebody else, you actually get some of the biggest joy out of it. So yeah, it's a it's a really cool space. It's a win-win. It's a win-win all around. I'm going to do something a little bit different than I've normally done in this space. And, and normally we do go deep into like your business and giving and stuff like that. And, and when we try to pre-show, you're like, that's actually something that I'm more excited to get into. That's something that I haven't been exposed a lot to of is actually like finding charities and giving back and things like that. What has you wanting to start thinking that way? Like, is there, you know, and, and this is just genuine curiosity. I run into a lot of people that say this. They're like, I want to give more. I want to make a bigger impact. I just want to do more things. I just don't know what to do or where to volunteer, or who to support. And it kind of is just one of those things that if you don't know, you don't know. And when you have so many choices or so many things on your plate, sometimes indecision causes no decision. What are some things that are exciting you about wanting to get into this space of maybe serving others or helping a bit more, using some of your newfound, you know, status and income, you know, producing stuff that you're getting to make a little bit bigger impact? I would say, honestly, it's it's more of now I have time to give because I have that cushion where it's like, hey, I don't have to grind so hard with work. And you can always cut a check and, and you know, give it to charities, which is awesome. I'm probably gonna be looking into doing some stuff like that. But I think more of like that in-person time is is better because then you're getting a human exchange right you maybe you spend some maybe it's the boys and girls club i actually did that one day and and kids are just they're just such a ball of joy they're just like especially when they're playing i mean we all want to think like a kid again they just don't have that stress and they're just like try to be always happy so to be around that or to help a kid out or to spend some time with someone make them laugh or whatever it's you know being at a, a food bank or something where you're in person with people that that maybe need that little ounce of joy or happiness or someone to make you smile. And then you can kind of feel that. I guess it's just more of like a, more of a human interaction rather than like hands off, cut the check. And then you're not there to kind of, I don't know, get reactions or, or to experience some of that joy yourself. I think it's better to now, now I have time to, to look into like giving some of that away. Yeah. And there was a reason why I was excited to, to bring you on the show. I watched a lot of your stuff and I, I studied a little bit about you and, and our mutual friend Jake told me about it. And the common theme was like, man, when good people 
can make a bigger income, they can make a bigger impact. And I truly believe that. That I believe in teaching people that are like, it's easier to work with someone that's already a good human and teach them how to make money and then let them do good than it is to find someone who's made a ton of money and try and teach them how to do good. And yeah, I see yeah. that in you, dude. I see, I just can tell by everything I've studied and learned that you're just going to be one of those people that as you have more success, you're going to serve and do more good for this world. And that's why I was excited to have you come on and share a bit of your story. And so people can follow and watch you as you step into this light of the, the space that you're in. I want to give you a second now in that space to just brag on yourself and share about a moment where you've helped somebody that gives you absolute goosebumps still thinking about it today. Well, I had, I had one in mind and now I have another one that popped up as we were talking about different things in the law of attraction. So I'll share two. I guess the first one would be, I think my dad has always been like a really good mentor to me and he's helped me because he's kind of goofy and he, he really embodies like, especially as I grew up, just happiness and having fun. And he's just helped me in, in times when I needed help. And I called him before the main event and I was like, hey, I'm going to do good this year. You need to, because in, in poker, you can sell percentages of your action so you can lower the variance where... You know, it's a $10,000 buy-in. So maybe someone gives you a hundred bucks for 1%. So I was like, dad, you need to at least buy at least 1%. So he's like, okay, fine. So he gave me a hundred bucks. And then, you know, I won 6 million. So I, I got to give him 60K and and he's helped me financially in times where I was down. I needed, I borrowed like 20 grand from him and he trusted me to, you know, I always paid it back, but just having someone there that like, just taught you all his happiness and then just has helped you when you need help just to like, give him that money. And he tried to like, not let me give it to him. But I was like, no, no, you take it. Yeah. So that was like really That's cool normal. just to kind of go for a full circle and help him back. And then another one, now that we were just talking about, or I brought up the secret, the law of attraction. So I can't remember who introduced me to that book, but I, I've, I've tried to introduce people to that because it's just, it's such a strong message. And, and, and I've came across people, many people that I've introduced to, but there was one in particular where I introduced her to the the movie and the book and and she watched it and then like years later we kind of lost contact she moved to another state but there was like i think it was like two years later she just randomly messaged me on instagram and was just it was like hey like thank you so much for introducing me to the, the law of attraction and the secret it literally changed my life and i'm like a better person because of it and that was awesome to hear it was amazing isn't it absolutely crazy that you know, people can go there and write million dollar checks and it doesn't buy them the same happiness or get them the same happiness as sometimes just referring a book to somebody and changing their life. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so powerful and it's, it's that simple. If, I mean, if you have the tools, just, you know, help someone out. I love it. And this has been, this has been so good. I love your energy. And uh, that was a perfect segue for us to start into what I call our giving round here, which is some rapid fire questions for you. Are you ready for them? I'm ready. <laughs> Amazing. Brag on one charity that you like or one space that you want to start donating more time or money to. Yeah. So I haven't dove into a bunch of charities or anything like that yet. But as we were talking, I was kind of thinking like the Boys and Girl Club, like just because I think kids are just so joyful and we can remember some of that by just being around them. And obviously, you know, maybe they need mentors or they need help. So it's just a win-win and just to give some time. That's uh, honestly probably the biggest thing I'm looking to probably do would be just giving some time to help out doing that because it's like I said it's a, it's just a win-win and I'd rather do stuff in person like that so I would say yeah probably boys and girls girl club yeah absolutely man what would get you more excited donating one million dollars or spending a week physically helping some kids yeah physically helping for sure 
Uh, sounds like, a, <laughs> sounds like a no brainer for you there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who inspires you with their happiness or giving? Maybe, maybe I would just say my dad because he always did it as you know as I was younger. So he was always like a mentor to me, and he was always giving, and and he was always making people laugh or doing you know jokes, and and that that little bit can just give a stranger so much happiness in in a short period of time. So yeah, I'll go with that. I love that. Great answer, man. What's the first thing you think of when you hear "go big to give big"? Just someone doing big things and in, in all for themselves and then for others. Like that's kind of. Because that, that's the first thing I heard before getting on the podcast and doing the research to figure out what it really was. That was my intuition of, and yeah, so it was, that was right, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Was, right. People, people doing big things and doing, yeah. and doing good because things. Because then it makes sense because then once you do big things, then you're allowed, now you have more freedom or time or money or whatever the case may be. And people usually, if if they go big and, and then they make it, those are usually people that want to do that too. Absolutely amazing. In one word, describe the feeling you get when you help people. Gratitude, mm. happiness, I guess. Yeah. You just feel like grateful for the chance that you can help people, right? Like, because not everyone's in a position to do that. So I would say gratitude. Absolutely. And the final question I got for you today, Steve, is do you believe that money can buy you happiness? No. <laughs> why, is, why is that? I think, I mean, if we're talking in temporary terms, sure, you, you can be temporarily happy. But at the end of the day, like, I think that people create happiness. So uh, maybe not everybody's the same, but I think human inter interaction creates happiness and just being able to laugh and laughter and joy with people. I mean, you can be, you can have so much money. And if you don't have any friends, you're probably not going to be that happy. And I've, I mean, just coming into a decent amount of money this year for me, I mean, I'm very grateful. It's given me a lot of things, but it hasn't made me overall happier. I've always been a happy person, but I always, I always rely on others and I need other people around me to, to feel happy. Like if I'm traveling, for instance, because I have money to travel, if I don't have someone to create those memories with, with me traveling, it's not going to be as good of an experience for me. Absolutely, man. I love your philosophy on life. I love how you show up in this world. I'm excited to see what you do. I want to give you a few moments now. If people wanted to reach out to you, if they loved what you've said on the show today, or they just want to follow your journey, what's the best way for them to do that? Probably I'm most active on Instagram. So add me on Instagram. My handle is at JR87, but it's JR spelled out. So J-A-Y-A-R-E. Or I'm sure if you look up Stephen Jones, I might pop up that way. Beautiful, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on and inspiring us to go bigger with our dreams and goals so that we can give bigger with our profits. And we just have loved getting to know you, man. So thanks for being here. I appreciate it. Me too. Thanks for your time. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the show. If you know someone who's an example of Go Big to Get Big, we would love if you could share this with them. We want to get our message out to as many listeners as we can. And it all starts by having people like you share it with your friends. Also, if you enjoyed the show, take 30 seconds and give us a five-star review. It's a simple act of giving that is free for you, helps us grow our message, and in return, allows others to find us sooner. And until the next episode, remember, always go bigger with your dreams and goals so you can give bigger with your profit.